0: what is up everybody your uncle fish is back again bright and early this amazing thursday morning how is everybody doing gonna give some time for folks to get in and tune in check out what uncle fish is working on get a little background music going gonna I tell you, I'm fixing to have to get another mouse or something, because this thing is just driving me nuts. I don't know if the optical sensor's having trouble or what, but it is. It is giving me fits, boys and girls! Yes, it is School of Fish again, Your Uncle Fish, and Art stream where I'm coming on every Tuesday and Thursday morning. and We're doing live art, and we're creating new characters on the spot. We're going to roll them up. I've got a random list of superpowers that amazing fans like you have suggested. What is up, Katie? I knew you would be here. Let me see. This mouse, I'm here to tell you. Come on now. And Javon Stokes in the house. If I could get it over here, I would show you comments. There you go. What is up, guys? Glad you're here. Yeah, I got a list of superpowers that my friends have suggested on TikTok and Facebook comments and whatnot, and we are going to roll it up. But I thought what we might do for just a second is look back at why we're doing this. Some of the cool characters that I've created by randomly rolling up powers that have led to really cool characters that are now like intricate parts of Green Zone and will be going forward. Like when y'all finally get issues two and three in your hands that were kickstarted, you know, just recently, when they finally get printed and get in your hands, you're going to see some of these characters show up. So let me turn this on. I'm going to turn on the Fishtastic Wonder screen here and we're going to move over to a mouse that actually works. This is one character that I really love that I randomly rolled up and it took me a second when I got tentacles and uh, psionic ability and the ability to uh, mind control other people. Um, I'm sick today. Glad School of Fish is, is on today to cheer me up. That's awesome. I'm, I'm sorry you're sick, Katie, but I'm glad I can cheer you up. Is that's what I'm here for, baby! But I got all these weird powers I had to mix together and I didn't know how I was going to do it. And I ended up coming up with the idea for this character weave and she's got these long psychic tentacles like dreads that come out of her hair and she can weave these things out and touch people with them. And when she touches you, boom, you are hers. You will do whatever she wants you to. You'll see, feel whatever. She has complete control over you. She can make you see crazy things. She can make you do whatever she wants. And these things just continue to grow and spread out. And she actually is one of the most powerful beings i've ever created for the world of green zone uh this is one that i really enjoyed because i got intangibility and a technopath so i end up with this ghost in the machine just what i'm calling her for this um and she can go intangible and just go into machinery and electronics and anything that she touches she can take control over and this thing becomes her new sentient pet as long as she's you know within so far of it she can fix any machine she can upgrade anything that she touches and for a long time she thought she was just fixing machines And then when she would give them to somebody else and they would break, it's your fault because you did something wrong. The machine always works for me. It took a long time before she grew up and realized that she had this psychic ability to control machines and they only work because she's there and she's powering them to work the way they want to. You want your car upgraded to win the race? Boom, she's got you. As long as she rides along. I love this one. This one here was one of my favorites because it was so silly and i ran up like portal generation and being able to time travel and see the future and i just randomly rolled up an animal because a lot of the characters in green zone have animalistic characteristics and there are mutant animals we're going to see later on and so i got this llama that's all like whoa dude and you know, he can see the future and he can see all the paths it would lay out, but, like, he's very reminiscent to do anything, because he's like, yo, this isn't the path that the cosmos has laid out before us. And if we, we... What we do now is gonna cause ripples that will have effects on the other edge of the pond, dude. You know, like, he's very hipster stoner, you know, cosmic view of things, dude. This dude... We got for randomly rolling up powers and then having people pick some of them on the Five Star Friday show. So we ended up with Flexbone, who's got shiny metallic skin and bone claws. And we finally decided that he's like, you know, one of the most useless genomes. And he's just focused on trying to be like a sports model or something. And all he does is work out and try and look pretty. And he's dumb and, you know just hangs out on the beach trying to get you know discovered and stuff let's see the next random character that i rolled up one day partly came out of a dream and then partly came out of rolling up the powers to see what this idea from the dream was going to be and i ended up with this dude whose body was so damaged he had to have so much of it replaced with cybernetics that he now inhabits this cybernetic like hot rod that he can race through town and rob banks and stuff but the majority of his body is connected to this thing he can never get further than his umbilical cord full of tentacles that connects back to the car because the car has all of his life support stuff in it that keeps him going and you know he can upgrade his vehicles he can upgrade tech he's a technopath as well but you know, he's tethered to this vehicle. And I really dig that idea that he can, you know, he's the baddest racer in town, but he also can't get very far away from his vehicle without dying. Um, this is a character that I got randomly. I got multiple limbs. I'm fixing to take multiple limbs off of the thing because I've got so many characters now that have multiple limbs. I don't want it to become, you know, too big of a thing, but I rolled up multiple limbs. I rolled up sound control Which, you know, at first I thought was just like, you know, a sonic scream or something, but it has such specific focus over sound. Like you can tell which way sounds are coming from. You can feel them coming. You can control sounds, move sounds. I ended up making her like a sound bender of sorts and she's deaf. So she uses her four hands. In the book, you'll see her walking around with her hands out. She can feel sounds that nobody else can hear. She can even, not to give too much away, she can hear sounds from people that are not necessarily in our dimension. And she can hunt people down with these sounds. She's also an extreme martial artist and a badass. You do not want to get into a fight with her. But she can also like clap her hands and create, you know, sonic shock waves. She can take sounds and screams and manipulate them like a waterbender and throw them back at you. Um, she's a real badass, and she's deaf, so I get to show off, you know, a little ASL in the book, and you get to see them being able to communicate silently where nobody else can understand what they're saying. And I just I think that's cool. I've had a lot of a lot of deaf friends in my life, and so, representing This is a guy I showed off in my TikTok recently. I got, like, uh, shadow powers, intangibility. Um, I got, like, I don't remember the name of it, but he gets stronger the darker it gets, was the name of the, was the power. And multiple selves. So, I came up with this guy on the force. The, the darker it gets, the more he turns into actual living shadow and becomes intangible. And he can also generate shadow clones of himself. He can teleport through shadows and stuff. He's could be quite the menace. And uh, we're going to see how that works out on the force. This is a cop I can't wait to stick in the book. I'm fixing to stick him in issue four, I think. And, you know, he's a traditional speedster. He's not like crazy Flash- speeds but he's a speedster and he has advanced hearing and advanced sight which helps out being you know as fast as he is and and just think about that in the in the realm of green zone where it's illegal to use your superpowers and his superpower is speed like how fast does he have to show up someplace before you start to question did he use his superpowers or not how much can he use his superpowers before you know there's just no explaining how you did this without using super speed um i think that's going to be really interesting you know because i think this is one of those where you could get away with using your power for a long time without anybody knowing if you melt a wall with your acid vomit that's going to be pretty obvious but you know you're faster than everybody else on the force maybe you used his powers maybe you didn't this one baby I'm waiting for the opportunity, like, you know, in issue 65 or whatever, to bring in Boar, because he is one of my favorite characters I rolled up. And I got, like, Impenetrable Skin, uh, Cybernetic Enhancements, I got uh, Augmented Hearing and Sight, I got uh, Animal Familiar. And so what I ended up doing was making the animal familiar is this thing. When I rolled up for the animal, I got a wild boar. And these dudes get big. These wild hogs get freaking huge. So they're massive. They're dangerous. They're vicious. Um, So what we got is this Frankenstein together genetically engineered military animal that's been bred for military combat he's been bred to be smart so he can follow commands he's had all these cybernetic enhancements he's got this thick dense blubber on him that's almost completely bulletproof and you know he could survive a mortar shell he'll get hurt and tore up but he's gonna make it out he might be dragging some parts behind him but he'll make it out of it and you know And he's smart enough to be able to follow instructions like any other soldier on the force. So, you know, I'm just finding the right time to bring him in and introduce Borg, because he's going to be cool. This guy, I really enjoyed drawing. I really loved him. I did a TikTok video on him. Absolutely cannot remember what I rolled up for him. I can't remember what what I rolled up that got me to this skinny, beautiful, cosmic-powered dude. I remember he doesn't have full control over his powers and doesn't realize how powerful he is. I think he probably has amnesia too. I can't remember for sure. And this dude, I got uh, augmented hearing and um, mutant bat. So that was pretty simple. But he's going to be in Green Zone. He's going to be in the blocks. He's the type of dude that can find what what you want in the blocks. He's the kind of guy that traffics information because he hears it all. This dude, I rolled up with my new charts and stuff that I got with superpowers from everybody. And I got multiple limbs and I got biometallic armor. And so we end up with Strongarm here. This is, you know, big bruiser henchman for the higher up bad guys in green zone. And, uh, you know, hires himself out to only the best of the best. And he's a tough dude to have to compete with. This is Shadow Sparrow that we rolled up on episode two, I believe. Katie, my beloved friend from across the sea, even did a color version of this that, honestly, I kind of dig her wings a lot better because they looked like silver, brass, and copper and like looked like clockwork wings that were built into the armor. And I love that look. It was so cool. This dude I just did a TikTok on this morning with the time lapse art from him and i got again multiple limbs which is why i'm fixing to take that out and uh telekinesis puppet master and mushy body which was uh, mushy body but I, somebody suggested it so there we go and I ended up with this dude that just floats around with his telekinetic powers and mind controls everybody you know with his uh crazy psionic abilities and i've had a story that i've been working on for a while that uh features a a dude called mr finders keepers and he is I'm trying to get my mouse to work here. There we go. Now it showed it. Uh, And Mr. Finder's Keepers is is this legendary character that all the kids tell nursery rhymes about. And, you know, if your mama goes missing, it was probably Mr. Finder's Keepers. And if daddy went away to get milk and he never came back, he belongs to Mr. Finder's Keepers now. And if Mr. Finder's gets you, he's going to keep you and he's this mysterious you know character but he actually lives in the shadows of the green zone and does collect people into this mindless army that he feeds off of telepathically and i had another idea for the the look of him and he was going to be completely alien but after doing this one god i dig this dude so much more and i i like i like this idea better i like him better for that role so i'm changing it because it's my world and i can do what i want to do this dude i created the other day same thing using the charts with the powers that i've gotten from everybody and i got uh let's see i got gosh what did i get i got a a generating atomic energy i got time manipulation multiple selves and super speed and because of another character that i am creating that's going to be like the big superhero of this world and i needed a villain for that and based off of his powers i decided to come up with xander zion the quantum man and you know due to this atomic accident that he was in with this hero that's going to show up at some point in one of my books um he got doused with this quantum energy and his consciousness got spread out throughout the cosmos and now you know he's like he's like dr manhattan and lex Luthor. if lex Luthor never got past his ego and got to that i'm stepping away from humanity point like he's still the smartest man in the world and still thinks that he's the best and you know he deserves to be in charge of everything his ego has not gotten rid of gotten away but now he has access to combing throughout his entire existence which is a long time now and like picking technology from the future and bringing it and using it he can bring multiple versions of himself to the same time to fight he's oh it's it's so cool Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think, I think home dude's going to be perfect for Mr. Finders keepers too. And the quantum man here, he's, he's going to be really, I'm, I'm looking forward to the storyline actually probably going to end up being an offshoot story. Cause I got a whole nother cast of characters that I want to introduce, but I got a lot of those. This dude is, you know, your average, you know, current day barbarian in power armor. Um, this I rolled up for a familiar and got a you know Aztec fish, so I ended up making this this ghostly Aztec fish piranha that you know this little old lady can generate and will swim around through the air and attack people that are hurting her. And now we get down to today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Now we get down to today. So alright. Now it's time to roll up. If I can get my, this mouse, I'm here to tell you, man. I have got to, I just got to break down and buy another one. That's what I got to do. Come on. Okay, there we go. It it is so screwy. All right, we are going to roll up, boom, on the new dice tower that I made just for the show. Just for the boys and girls. That watch school of fish because I love you and I'm willing to put in the hard work for you. Now we gotta roll up superpowers, and one of my favorite things is that this chart breaks it up into groups of two, three, four, five, whatever you want. So I'm gonna roll. Hmm. I'm gonna roll a six-sided and let's see what we get. We got two, two powers. Alrighty. So let me. Come on. I tell you, man. Dang. This mouse is going to be the death of me, man. I don't know if the grandbabies smacked it around or something. Come on. I cannot believe this. Welcome to School of Fish, where we're just staring at a dice tower all day. Yada yada. All right. Let's turn that off for a second and hope we can get back to it again. And now we're going to go to the grand wheel. And come on, Mousy. Work with me here. Oh, Mousey, be a friend. How you going to do me this way, Mouse? What Uncle Fishy ever do to you? That's what I want to know. What Uncle Fishy ever do to a mouse? I'm a friend of mice. Just ask Mickey. All right, we go to groups of two, and we got all that. And now, because we're going to try and be extra, because that's how Fishy does, now we're going to roll this little 20-sided and see which one we're going to pick. And we got 17. 17, ladies and gentlemen. 17. So, now, come on. You're going the wrong way, Mousy. Why you gotta be like that, Mousy? That's what I want to know. Defense power. Mimic or give the opposite power of who's coming at you. And water manipulation. Good gracious, that is, that is something. Does the mouse need new batteries? You know what? I just replaced the batteries before Tuesday's show. I think the mouse is just being a little bitch, what I think, but you know, I'm not, I'm not talking to all mice. I'm not disparaging all mice in the world. I love mice. I've had pet mice, I've had friend mice. Don't come in my house and get in my cereal, but I love mice. This mouse, I don't care for, but yeah, I just put new batteries in it. So I thought surely that's the problem. Surely that's what's doing it. And it's just as bad as it was. Okay. I've been looking forward to doing the, the being able to mimic and oppose somebody else's powers. The water manipulation is weird. That's the part that I'm I'm sitting here wrecking my old brains how I'm gonna figure it out. Come on, Mousy. Close out the show. Mousy's being a jerk. Mousy's fixing to get kicked into Botox That's what Mousie's fixing to do. Yeah, this is this is aggravating. All right, let's see. We are going to come over here. We're going to turn that off. We are going to try and get him to work for a second. And we're going to turn that back on so at least we can stay there for a minute. All right. So. fence. Mimic powers. Copy them and throw them back at people. And water manipulation like my first thought is to do like a waterbender I mean because they can you know they would be really good at you know throwing things back at you like that's oh dude learn to rechannel lightning and throw it back like I mean but also I don't want to just you know create somebody from Avatar Last Airbender so man Water manipulation. What are we gonna do with that? Maybe they can, maybe they can use the water in different ways to defend against other people's powers. And they can't, like, maybe they're not particularly outwardly aggressive with their powers. Like, you know, their powers aren't to drown you or cut through you with a, you know razor sharp stream of high powered water or whatever, but you know, it's only in defense. Okay. Okay. See, now we're getting somewhere. What if this is like, I hate to say like a monk again, but what if this is somebody who has, you know, trained for a long time in the art of how to use this ability. And it's only in defense because they, they could get lost in the ability to hurt people and you know that's the dark side and I'm only going to be on the light side and I'm only going to defend against attacks that are coming my way and you know your first thought if you're going to do like you know a monk or something would be like you know you need this this toned like bald Asian dude or something but I don't want to do that I don't want to do that because that's too that's too on the nose I want to do somebody different. So let's say we'll do a. Hmm. My first thing is to do a young girl, you know, because that would be the opposite of, you know, a big muscular tone. Dude, but. Oh, man. What if it's an old lady? Okay. What if it's an old lady? And it's also given us the ability to give a character for all the little short old ladies out there to be able to cosplay if they want to. All right. I am really digging this idea. And okay. We are talking one of these little old ladies that is chilling in the park doing her Tai Chi like this kind of Oh, okay. See, sometimes I roll these things up and I'm like, Oh man, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. And then I start working on it, I start percolating, and then all of a sudden I come up with an idea that I really love, and now I've got yet another character that I've got to manage to fit in somewhere, but this one will be easier to fit in. So, okay. We're going to have this short little lady, and she's going to have little arm fat coming off the back, she's going to have wings, and little short stubby fingers, and... water manipulation is very powerful against living creatures as most creatures are mostly made of water oh absolutely and see that katie that is the brilliance of it that's where i love the idea of her only using it defensively because like if she wanted to she could very easily like be like a bloodbender kind of thing you know like like, she could very easily go, go bad very quickly, and she knows that, and she doesn't want to do that. Like, she's spent her life working on not being that person and, you know, controlling this amazing abilities that she has that, you know, she could just take over if she wanted to. Guidelines there, fishes, so we know what we're doing. How about an old hippie type who used her power to help irrigate crops and help in droughts? Alright, I dig I dig what you're playing in there. I smell what you're stepping in. I'm I'm loving it. That's a great idea. Oh man, and I'm I'm seeing like you know one of these old older ladies you know these older queens that you know were in the the black power movement and wearing like a dashiki and stuff and you know and all of you know about social change and making the world a better place and you know taking care of our community and and oh man i am i'm loving this idea Give her like a flower patterned little silk scarf on top of her head. And then give her big gray afro. I think she needs some glasses. That's what I think. I think she needs. I think she needs some big old school come way down glasses get a little bit of the makeup smeared between her cheeks and the glasses and they start down low and then they pop up high (laughs) see Katie digs it Katie's with the vibe over here she knows what's what That's why I like Katie, and you know, give her the little beaded necklace to hold it on. I am loving her baby she is gonna be an awesome character to stick in the background of the blocks and you know it's been funny like the more i send pages as i finish them to Lori foster from unlikely hero studios who's been editing the last couple books for me um She's like, oh, God, bless his heart. Why are you so mean to Virgil? And so far, everybody that we've managed to see in the blocks has been really nasty to Virgil. But I can see this being one lady who would be like, you know, oh, come here, child. Let me let me help. You know, if you had anything to eat and, you know, might actually look out for somebody because she can see you know, the real him and she's, you know, got this connection with the world and the way it really works and everything through the water has a very spiritual look at everything. Doesn't just see what's on the outside, but sees the way the water flows through you and realizes that we're all more than... God, I'm starting to fall in love with this I want her to be my grandma. God, I'm just loving this lady. She's kind. She's sweet. She's generous. Giving of her time and her heart and her knowledge to the younger generations. Wanting to lift up the next generation of genomes to be better don't fall for you know the lure of the man who's going to try and trick you into lashing out and trick you into crime and hold you down with cheap liquor and whatnot And you know don't fall for the man's ploys you got to be better than that you got to educate yourself you got to oh yeah i'm just loving her all this power over water and she's in danger of losing her feet to diabetes. She's using that healing power to keep her feet. She don't want to lose her feet to the sugars. Oh my god. She is so freaking cool. And see, I can guarantee you I never would have come up with exactly this character if I was just left to my own devices and my own imagination. Like, I mean, I'm a creative dude, and I come up with lots of weird stuff, but I never would have come up with this amazing creature on my own if I hadn't have been spurred to this particular mix of, you know, amazing powers. Pulling this water out of the ground and turning it into an ice shield right there in front of... Oh. I love you, baby. I loves you. Uncle Fishy loves you. And I ain't playing with your heart, baby. No. This is a real love. This is a goes-down-deep love. This is gonna be here in the good times and the bad times kind of love, baby. Uncle Fish is here for you, mama. You know, that's something that I think sometimes people might confuse some of the little doodads that I add to people as being negative things, and I don't see them that way. A lot of times, the weirder little characteristics that I add on to people, like the little knot that I tend to put on the front of the forehead of bald guys, like I said before, that comes straight from my stepdad that was, you know, a characteristic that he had that just, you know, made him stand out as old Jay Fred. And I love that. A friend of mine's dad had a very similar knot on the side of his head, but that was... It looks weird when I copy that one, because if you don't know there's a metal plate under there, you don't know why he's got that big lump on the side of his head. But the one in the middle just reads right and it's a way to remember both of those men that were you know very instrumental parts of my life and like that little knot on the nose i've got one my mom's had one and you know that's not a oh i made this woman look like a witch no that's a that's a beautiful nod to my mother and you know i do lots of things like that from sometimes a bent crooked finger or jacked up teeth. Like a lot of times, like when I drew Mr. Finder's Keepers there, I gave him one tooth that was really recessed back in the back because your Uncle Fishy's got one. And it doesn't look that bad in person, but in pictures, the shadow hits it just right. looks like I'm missing that tooth half the time. And so that is a characteristic that a lot of times I stick in other characters because, you know, it's interesting and it's me. And I dig that. And I add lots of things from people that I love and people that I care about. and So... But then Yonko Fishy also has a wider definition of what beauty is than a lot of people, I guess. Like, I'll never forget working on one book and the writer was vehement that, you know, he wanted this character to be be a larger, heavy woman, sent me lots of reference pictures of, you know, beautiful, large women. And said, you know, I want her to, I want her to be like this. I want her to be, you know, a a big woman, but I want her to be beautiful because she's going to be a potential love interest down the road for my character. And so I drew her, you know, as this beautiful curvy woman, very attractive, just loved her. I was really proud of it. And I sent it off to the client. He's like, dude. I wanted her a little chubby. I didn't want her ugly. It has to be believable that he could, you know, fall for her. I wanted her pretty. And all I could think is, I thought she was beautiful. I thought she was foxy. So, you know, A, there's no accounting for taste. And B, you know, everybody likes their Kool-Aid a little different, I guess. But I, uh... I'll do things on a character and think it's beautiful, and somebody else might be. Ooh, you did that. You should put a dot on her nose, and make her look like a witch, make her look like a goblin. Nope. Put that dot on her nose because even the Mona Lisa has a few little flaws. It makes it even more beautiful. And a on, Lisa's only beautiful because she got stolen and was the most famous painting. But that's a that's a soapbox ar- argument for another day. That's when we'll have to get Javon on the show for us. We can argue. I see you wearing this dishy mama. I see you dressing all sexy. Trying to camouflage all that sexist. We don't see it, but we see it, mama. Yeah. Grandma knows where it goes. That's what we say on the streets. Katie says, "I hate that people have that attitude that large women can't be beautiful and sexy. Makes so many plus well plus size women feel unworthy." I'm here to tell you, and I mean, I'm all for being healthy and everything. Like I'm, I'm trying to lose some weight because I got to get my blood pressure down, and and the Uncle Fish don't want to lose his feet or his vision, so. I gotta try and lose some weight and keep that diabetes under control because i'm a great big old man and it's hard enough for me to get around i definitely don't need to be having to try and do that on one foot that would suck that don't mean you can't be beautiful in the skin you're in. But then, I've never, you know, I, I study the human form. I've studied it my whole life to try and learn how to be a better artist and, you know, everything. And I've definitely learned to see the beauty in just about, you know, most bodies every once in a while you get somebody covered in blisters and sores and you know i love them but oh that's kind of hard to find sexy but but i've been able to find the beauty in everything and the one thing i wish women would get a hold of across the globe is I don't care how much you see that one flaw or you think, Oh, I'm too heavy. Oh, I'm too skinny. Oh, I'm too this. I'm too short. I'm too tall. I'm too bony. I do whatever. There's a whole bunch of dudes out there that would give anything to get to spend a moment with you and get to know your name. So you should be walking around proud of yourself and not tearing yourself down for one little thing or another. One of the few shows I can think of where truly plus size woman is shown as a love interest without being a joke was an old British comedy called the vicar of dibley and all the men in it fancied her without feeling forced or like a joke and let me see and let's see without it being fish for joke and in the end she got the hot husband too cool good for her oh man i can't even count how many times in real life I've seen the plus-size woman walking away with the man. Well, the little skinny girls, you know, they might get played with a little, but they're not the ones that you know got taken home. And nothing against skinny girls. I love I love all the skinny girls out there too. My daughters are skinny, girls. but I'm just saying, like. TV acts like it's only one way, and it's only this, and more often than not, the woman's got the curves (laughs) is the one that's taking home the man. But society gonna try and tell you something else, because, you know, they're trying to say something. All Uncle Vision wants to sell you is a couple of comic books. I'm not trying to get rich selling you beauty creams. I'm trying to sell you a book about an eight-foot lizard boy. Trying to make it in the world. A tale as old as time. I think we all have a little bit of eight-foot lizard in us, wouldn't you say? Whoops. There's a curve there that Uncle Fishy missed, and that's an important curve. That's a major landmark. We don't want to skip the major landmarks. We can skip the balls of twine, but you don't skip the Valley of the Gods when you're on a road trip. That's what Uncle Fishy says. Uncle Fishy says a lot of crazy stuff. You may not have noticed. Uncle Fishy has too much time on his hands. Nobody to talk to, except for old Katie. Sometimes Sarah when she chimes in. And I dare say they're just as damn crazy as I am. Man, I'm here to tell y'all, for y'all that haven't been watching, y'all need to go on Agents of Geekdom Network, and y'all need to check out UHS Studios, Unlikely Hero Studios Presents, they do some awesome stuff. Some of my favorite creators outside of FSK in the world love everything they put out, and I'm here to tell you, Katie turned me on to it. Uh, after the last show, they have they had D Fish on, no relation, uh, who's pitching her new book at FSK, which is reprinting her old comic strips, you know, Finding D that she's been doing for a long time and redoing them in color, which our friend Katie has been coloring, which have turned out amazing, by the way. Having done a black and white strip in the past myself, that's a job, and you did a beautiful job at it. And they were on UHS Presents the other night, and they had old D on there. And she was just drawing up characters on the spot like Yonka fishy would do. And I'm here to tell you oh these fast Oh could whip out a pencil and get it done. I was very impressed. maybe a touch gobsmacked. it was a beautiful thing to see. I admit I can be honest with you because it's just just us here. Not like it's being cast out on the internet for the world to see. I can admit, when I first saw D Fish's name come across my thing, my first thought was, well, that's a hell of a name to be walking around with. I'm like, who is this young upstart here walking around with half of my name? Well, let's see who this is. I'm here to tell you, after seeing D draw some UHS characters live. All right, all right. She earned that fish name. You can have that. You, you, quick and talented. I'm impressed. I'm not gonna be worried about you walking around with the same name out there. That's a, that's something to be proud of. Now, she was out there tearing it up. Did some really nice work. And I forget sometimes that she doesn't just. do the cartoon you know she does some comic stuff too has quite a history on working on a lot of cool projects and you know I forget that sometimes because you know our brain wants to categorize people and put them in a box and say oh she's the cartoon lady but now I'd like to I'd like to face off with Dean now see what we could do See who wins in a contest. Fish on fish action. That'd probably be a whole different kind of show. That'd probably have to be for the only fans. <laughs> nah. No. Young fish is happily married man. But I would like to compete with her on drawing some characters. See who comes out first. See who gets done first. See who the fans think does a better job. That would be an awesome thing to do. And a worthy competitor to do it against. These comic's so good. Still a few days to go for the Kickstarter, too. Oh, man! Y'all gotta get over there on Kickstarter and check it out. Finding D, It is good it's the current one there's a bunch of finding Ds out there when I went and first look for it uh do you got the link Katie you could drop in the comments for people So when I first went to go look for it I was like oh project we love and all no that's an old one oh project We nope that's an old one the project We Love. It took me a second to find the current one but it's good you know your uncle Fisher you got up there and backed it on day one because if it's It's unlike hero studios. It's got to be good. That's one thing I've really enjoyed about doing these podcasts and stuff is the people that we've managed to meet, like I met Katie on a UHS, uh, podcast and I met lori from there when she came on um five star fridays i forgot the name of our own show and and i was so impressed with her work and the look of the books that they were putting out and we got to talking after the show and she was like yeah i'll send you some copies of the book so she sent me some pdfs of some of the books and oh my god I fell in love with Super it is it is my top favorite indie comic of all time now I mean there's a whole lot of indie comics that I love dearly Spider Squirrel is way up there but man I would do anything I could possibly do to be a part of helping get Super back up and running again I love that book book that just scratched the perfect itch for me and is the perfect mix of funny taking a funny look at comics and you know and some of the things that are kind of ridiculous about comics but doing it in a loving honorable way and not a not a make fun of not a tear down not a I hate superheroes it's it's done in a beautiful way that honors it and Is like, man, isn't this silly? It's so cool. Oh, I love it. I love it. It is hands down one of my favorites. Cannot recommend it enough. And that's why I will always share anything I can from UHS Studios because it is always good stuff. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about doing these kind of podcasts and stuff is all the people I've got to meet and friends that I've got to make along the way and connections that I wouldn't have had otherwise if I hadn't have started putting myself out there and, you know, agreed to go on Tony's silly old podcast he started doing. and But I also knew I was going to have to start doing more and more of this stuff as I started doing more and more of my own books, and I was like, well, if nothing else, I'll get comfortable being on screen. And lo and behold, I've made a lot of friends and worked on some awesome projects because of the friends that I've made. So y'all need to get on there and go over to uhsstudios.com backslash kick it to Finding D and uhsstudios.com kick it. For Power Broker 3 and 4, because you know you Fish is just back there. I was concerned at first, because I thought I had missed issue 4, because I only got one and two, and now it was 4. And I, what happened? Had to ask Sarah for the link, because my phone won't copy it for some reason. Well, thank you, Sarah, for jump, jumping in in the clinch and helping us out. I'm going to tell Lori what you said about Super. You're going to make her cry. Oh, baby. Lori knows how I feel about Super. Lori knows, oh, deep in my heart, deep in the heart of Texas, I love me some super. It is, man, it is just the best. It is the best. And you know, I understand why it's on hiatus. I respect that, man, it is such an amazing thing. I don't want to see it end you know it's one of those it's one of those things like Star Wars or He-Man or Lone Ranger or Zorro that just should continue on you know it's like I got a lot of stories I'm working on I don't want to end with me you know I don't know how long I got left on this world but some of these stories should go on. Like I've got, I've got it in my contract that my son gets first right of refusal to keep doing green zone after I'm gone. Cause he's talented and he knows it as well as I do. And I want him to continue it on. If he can, absolutely. If we can do it justice, but I will do anything. I can to be, be a help in that. If it means driving to Montana and packing boxes by George, I'll do it. I wouldn't do it for anybody else, but I'd do it for Lori. I hate riding in a car. Montana is freaking big as all outdoors. Take forever to drive across that thing. But I'd do it for Lori. I might would do it for Sarah, but I definitely would do it for Lori. And we'll be there to help I guarantee you but that's the thing that's about you know being good people and making good friends in the indie comics community and stuff you know I I really do believe if you're good to people and you treat them right and whatnot, that's going to come back in your favor and so far it has I've got some persnickety rules that sometimes drive people up the wall like like I have a rule about not putting out bad content anymore because used to if the client wasn't paying much or if the client was a jerk or whatever like if you were only paying you know if you're paying $20 an hour for a project you got $20 an hour work out of me if you were paying $100 an hour you got $100 an hour work if you were paying 10 you got 10 and then I showed some of my work to a comic book artist that I admired at a show and he very politely told me that I sucked and it hurt my feelings but none of the comments that he made about my work were incorrect it was inconsistent it did look different from page to page and you know and I gave him all of my excuses of well you see this client was a jerk and this client wasn't paying very much and this one had a very short deadline and he said none of that matters The people reading your books don't know anything about that. They don't know the client was a jerk. They don't know your side of the story. All they know is that this is your work and this is your name next to it. This is the kind of work you do. And that ticked me off. And then I realized he was absolutely right. It, 100% they don't know. They don't know what's going on whoo driving to montana's treacherous i'll bet you get killed by a moose out there on the road and so i set up a rule for myself after that that i was never going to put out anything but my best work that i could do and i wasn't going to do ugly stuff anymore just because you know the client doesn't have any taste or whatever and Only once have I had to walk away from a job, and that guy actually turned out to be legit crazy and went nuts on me and stuff. But that's the only time I've ever had to actually walk away from a job over it. But I've come close a few times because I won't put out ugly work anymore. And, you know, I can't just walk away and say, well, you know, if they don't care what it looks like, what do I care? Because that's my name going on it, and that's what people are gonna see, and people are gonna think this is reflective of the kind of work that I do, and it's not. So, you know, we need to find a way to make this good. And it makes some people angry sometimes and makes me seem kind of difficult sometimes when I stick my heels in a bit of I'm not gonna put out ugly work. I try and make that clear, folks, up front, but sometimes, you know, it's lost in the wash, I guess, but... But the point of that story, the point of going down that rabbit hole, was that once I started only doing my best work, my work got so much better. and everybody started wanting to hire me and my reputation shot up and i started getting more and more work because i was i had made a promise to myself to do my best and i've seen you know some other guys that i deeply respect and admire that still put out varying degrees of work depending on what you're paying them at the moment or whatever and I've started to hear people say some of the same things that they used to would have said about me, about, yeah, I like his work, but it's just so inconsistent and I never know what I'm going to get. And you can look at my work and know what you're going to get. Now, readers don't care either. They will leave They don't if they don't like what they see. Yeah, they will. And the readers won't give you a second chance sometimes. The readers will be very quick to say, nope don't like that and they will just forever put you in the category of nope ain't gonna follow him ain't gonna read him ain't gonna watch what he's trying to do and uh, none of the excuses are gonna matter they are quick and fickle as is their right to be But you don't get a lot of chances to make a mistake with the audience. And so, your Uncle Fishy's always going to err on the side of putting out his best possible work. And sometimes that makes me come off as difficult, and I apologize. That one little bead on the end is just determined to be difficult. Well, you know what, bead? I'm more powerful than you. I'm in god mode over here, and you just playing around. Pick a fight with somebody you can't handle, bead. I'm out of your category. over here thinking I was playing. Alright now little dashiki section of sky over here gonna get difficult with me too. Fixing I have to put the what on in this whole production over here. Right, I'm thinking something in the yellows God, I wish I could put on some copyrighted music because I'm just really hearing Loving you is easy because you're beautiful Right now with this, man, I am just I'm thinking that's her theme song That's what I think And I'm the only one that matters right now so what do y'all think, all my amazing viewers, both Sarah and Katie, uh, do y'all think I should incorporate all these things together and put out an art book of these drawings? Because I've been thinking, I've honestly got enough of these things. Right now I could put out a book if I wanted to. And it might be a nice little extra thing to be able to put out in the short term. Maybe make a couple of cents on it. All righty. We got one voter yes. We've got one voter that would be great. We've even got a school fish art book in all caps. Well, by God, that's 66% of the audience right now. That's an overwhelming majority. What's up, Doom Smith's Lightpad channel? Glad you're here. You make up the other 33% of our viewers live at the moment. Glad you are here. We are working on a new live character that we just designed here. We rolled up off of the chart of random powers that people have suggested in TikTok comments and Facebook comments and whatnot. I compiled a list of random superpowers and we got the ability to, uh, basically the ability to mimic other people's powers in the opposite to defend against it. And, uh, and we got water powers. Doomsmith says, do it do. That's a hundred percent of the audience. That's an overwhelming majority. This book's going to be a success. I'm gonna sell dozen and dozen of copies. I'm gonna have going to the arcade kind of money. I'm gonna have that jingle jangle money, baby. Whoops, that was the wrong color. Silly color picker. You got the wrong color. Oh, we need some orange in here too. Pouch, 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 skadoosh, skadoosh, skadoosh. You may not have known that your uncle Fishy makes noises while he's drawing. You may not have known that your uncle Fishy is certifiably insane. But the good kind. The Murdoch from the A-Team kind of insane. Not the Murdoch from MacGyver kind of insane. That's a big difference. If you don't know, you should know. Shame on you. Severed only says, I love this character. She looks like she could be one of the elders in Ahsoka and Katara's tribe in Avatar, The Last Airbender. Absolutely. She probably migrated from a different tribe, but... Oh, man, she would fit in beautifully. And I love her vibe. She's looking so good. Love the color on the clothes. Absolutely. And Doom Smith says, Clip Studio, you better believe it, baby. I love me some Clip Studio. And she's going to bake us some cookies when she's done destroying the Fire Nation invaders. You better believe it. Just hope you don't have to have a drug test after you eat her cookies. That's all I'm saying. She says, screw the man in his drug test. Just trying to hold you down. That's what he's doing, it's all a plot. Got there right, them special cookies. Them cookies you don't you just don't let the kids have them cookies just any old way. No, these is the grown-up cookies. You need to oh man, I love her so much. She is oh my god, I cannot wait to put her in green zone. And it really bothers me that issues one through three are done. Issues two and three are just waiting to go to the printer. I'm fixing to start work on issue four and issue four. I can't ruin the story, but it takes place basically in one building. Most of the time, I really want to put her in book four because I love her so much. I cannot really think of a legitimate reason why she would be there, but God, I want to put her in so soon. Oh, I just love her. Oh, absolutely. Got to have the flip flops. Cause you know, she's all, mother earth got to be able to kick off those chanclas real quick and you know connect with mother earth and feel the dirt between her toes and all this stuff you know so she can better better vibe with the with the water force you should add a sauce segment in your book with a tutorial and putting comic pages together in clip studio that's one thing that i'm actually going to get into later on in this channel because uh I'm going to start work. Like when I get back to green zone, I can't really work on the book I'm working on now because it give too much away. But when I get back to green zone, I'm going to be doing some of the pages live on here. And I'm going to talk about that and like setting up your pages so that it's already ready for the printer instead of, you know, just guessing at that and all kinds of different things. I just had an amazing conversation with my son about perspective this morning and how easy it is in clip studio. And he was blown away by it. Are you gonna try and put all of your School of Fish character designs into Green Zone? I'm gonna try and put as many of them as I can. A lot of them have turned out, turn around and become actual living, breathing characters in Green Zone that have important parts now. Like some of the ones that I did just for TikTok rolling up a character are now Racket, the four-armed sound warrior. And you know, she's one of the you know henchmen in the block Virgil lives in, and she shows up in issue two. And a lot of these are going to show up there too. Some of them, it's going to take me longer to be able to get to, to fit them in. Some of them may end up in offshoot books. But honestly, if I had the money to do it right now, I would have four other teams working on other green zone books that I have laid out and we would be launching them all, but I don't have the money to pay the other teams right now. And Uncle Fish can only do it all at, for so long. Let's see. I bet she grows some great veggies in the communal garden. You better believe it. And I've, I am adding that in. I've been thinking about that and she's absolutely, oh, it's, it has just changed. It's not wearing socks underneath the sandals. <laughs> gotta be barefoot, baby. She's got to be able to have that contact with Mother Earth because, you know, she goes way back to the movement back in the days. Man, I, I want to do so much more to this. Like, I want to add textures, and I want to add highlights and shadows, but I kind of just dig it so much right now where it is. I I just, gosh, I love it. I just love it. Ugh, same. We have so many good ideas, but UHS doesn't make enough money. Preach, sister. I know. I know. Like, I I'm. I was hoping I was going to make enough money on the last Kickstarter for the books two and three Green Zone that I'd be able to hire my colors back for the next books. But I didn't make that much money. So it's going to be back to Uncle Fishy doing it all again. And which is, you know, okay. It is what it is. I can do it. I just was hoping to be able to hire somebody else out, spread the love a little bit and get the books done a little bit faster, but I'm still fast. So it's really not an issue, but, uh, man, I would love to be able to afford, to hire on some other artists. I've got some artists in mind for stories. I've got some funny ideas. I've got some serious ideas. I wanna follow around a firehouse in this world as we're seeing them trying to earn their citizenship. I wanna follow around a special ops military force in this world. I wanna follow around people that work for Alpha, which is the overarching international organization in my world where like, if you go pro and become a hero, you work for Alpha and, that's you know follow around like one of their b teams and it'd be cool just imagine if all us indie creators could get together and fund all our good fund all our good ideas we would destroy dc and marvel you better believe it but if we could keep the quality up and stuff and you know make it top notch like uhs does uh-oh uh-oh katie over here saying she might be up for doing some cover art practice Oh, think of all the scales on Virgil. Oh, my Lord. Think of all the scales. Woo! That would be a beautiful thing. Let's see yeah. And fun marketing. Oh, my God. It is so hard to get people to see our stuff. You know comic lovers everywhere would buy it if they only knew. Marketing is that thing that I really want to figure out how to crack. Because, like, I know it works. I know... Advertising works, you know, they wouldn't be spending billions of dollars on ads for the Super Bowl if, you know, if they didn't pay off multiple, multiple, multiple fold on top of that. I know advertising works. It's just a matter of figuring out how to do it, especially when you're at a small scale and you don't have $2 million to put into that advertising. You know, like, how can you get the best bang out of your buck with targeted marketing marketing? that goes right to the people that want to buy stuff on Kickstarter and, you know, trying to figure out that little bit of the algorithm is something I wish I could do. I wish I had that skill set. I'm trying to learn. I'm paying attention to everybody that I can. I'm trying to pick up little nuggets of gold everywhere I can find them. But man, it is a tough nut to crack and the people that do figure it out tend to want to keep that a secret. And which you know, strikes me as kind of gatekeeper, but you know, they get in that mindset they work so hard to get to the top they're afraid of anybody else getting there and knocking them down and I've always seen it as there's plenty of room for all of us you know especially at the level we're working at you know we're not none of us are individually trying to take out Marvel and DC with any real sense but you know let's see what should I say here have you ever tried to take out a 30 second radio ad on a local station $300 to run it one time yikes yikes and and that's the thing three hundred dollars for a 30-second ad on a local radio that's going to run one time might possibly hit one listener that would actually be interested and if it does hit that one listener that's actually interested from what they heard on the radio didn't even see images of the books then like are they going to remember the the link by the time they get home how many times did i try writing something down in the car and forgot it before i got home and you know never did go look at the website that i thought about like it's it's tough heard about bots farming helping with marketing somewhere absolutely probably does that would probably help more than anything because then you could artificially you know stir up the algorithm thinking oh a lot of people like this let me show it out to everybody and that's the thing that really ticks me off with Facebook in particular you know when I started my Tourette's Life cartoon which was kind of like Finding D you know it was a one panel cartoon most of the time uh black and white and it was about my life with Tourette's Syndrome and it kind of blew up enough that it was getting too much traffic to be on my regular uh page and they're like hey you need to set up a fan page for this, so I set up a fan page and I thought, well, if I get 30 fans to this by the end of the month, I'll keep doing it. I got 800, then a thousand, then 2,000, and you know, it built up to about 4,000 people now that follow this page. Anything I post to that page now, in the beginning, if I posted to it, almost all of them would see it. Half of them would share it, and then twice that many would see it somewhere else. Now. I'm sharing it out. 4,000 people have clicked on my page and said, yes, I want to follow his stuff. None of it ever gets seen by more than 200 people unless I pay for it. And that's jacked up. That is jacked up. They won't show it even to the people that said, yes, I want to see this unless I pay them to show it to it. And that's just, that makes me mad. That ain't right bots are cool but the good ones are expensive too oh ain't that the name of the game money, 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 money. all right folks that's as far as i'm going today because i really kind of love it where it is and i'm gonna think about it before i mess with it too much more thank you guys for being here while i helped come up with this awesome new character i was really worried when i rolled it up but i dig it And what do you guys think of the rolling up the character what do you think of my lovely dice tower over here that some of y'all came in late, might have missed, but you put the old, you take your old dice of Rooney here and you drop it in the top of Tower Grayskull and skadoosh, you get a big fat number six. The live draw number tonight is number six. So I got this. I built this. I didn't get this. I built this because my wife bought me all these little he man she knows I love He-Man, but I didn't have a little Castle Grayskull, and I didn't have any reason to build a little Castle Grayskull unless it's something that was going to be helpful on my TikToks and my shows and my Facebook posts and my YouTube Reels and my yada, yada, yadas, because I can't do anything just for fun unless it's making money. So I built my little dice tower there, and I love it. I hope somebody else enjoys it as much as I do. Uh, absolutely. That's exactly what they're doing. They, they're going to try and force everybody to have to pay to get anything out there. Yep. Facebook used to be great. Now you can't see anything you want unless we pay studios pay to get it seen. And it's infuriating. It absolutely is. Now see, see loving the dice tower. Thank you. I even sat here and went through all kinds of old drawings. Just to give time to let folks get in before I did the Dice Tower because I want y'all it to get to see it because I love my new Dice Tower. And someday, someday, I'm going to use it in an actual role-playing game. But for now, it's going to make my TikToks also special, also beautiful, also lovely. People are going to say, oh, Mr. Fisher, where can I get this lovely Dice Tower? And I'm going to say, yeah, I can't because you got to make it yourself. And then people are going to say, oh, why don't you change your TikTok channel to just making dice towers and cool crap out of foam for role-playing games? And I'm going to say, I thought about that, but comic books was easier. So I did that instead. That's what I'm going to say. Missed it in the start. Well, see, Facebook user, what you need to do is you need to go back and watch it from the beginning because you can't because I put it in. And I also i have taken video of it that I'm going to add up into – all my TikToks and stuff, so you'll be able to see it there, too. Oh, man. Didn't get notified to your streams. Did show up till halfway, but I love your art streams. Thank you. I appreciate that. I am I really need to get better about just setting them all up earlier in the week so that I can share them out earlier and not waiting till the day of because, you know, then it only gives people a little bit of time. But Young Fishy's also trying to knock out page after page of comic book art trying to do live streams i'm trying to do podcasts i'm trying to put in 16 hours a day of comic books just can't get all that done to be fair i'm still kind of in bed at 10 o'clock anyway well that's the lovely thing about your phone baby you can just sit there and watch it you can oh that's cool oh look at that oh fish you're so awesome oh yeah you need to do this see it's easy that's all you got to do that's all you gotta do if you really was a fan. That's all I'm saying. If you was a real fan, you'd be out there sleep texting. Oh, fish is so cool. Oh, share to all my friends. Ooh, like and subscribe to Agents of Geekdom Network. Oh, I can follow it on YouTube and hit the bell for to be notified. Oh, I can follow it on Twitch. See that that's that, just saying if you was a real fan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I would if I if I if Twitch had told me. Ah, well, see, bad Twitch. See, I don't know nothing about Twitch. I know I'm on Twitch. That's about all I know. Um, all right, I'm going to get off of here because my old throat's getting dry and my grandbabies need to come in and take a nap. And I will see you guys later on. Thank you so much for stopping in, dropping by. Uh, I look forward to seeing you again Tuesday morning at 10 a.m., Sarah. So, you know, set an alarm maybe. I will see you guys later on. Peace out.